This is the Glenn Beck Program. What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, hello, America. Let's see. What do we have today? Uh, oh, uh, my prediction about Mount Rushmore is coming up in just a second. Uh, we've got an emancipation uh, statue of Abraham Lincoln that they're they're threatening to tear down. I think this hour or next hour. We'll see how that goes, uh, because, well, I'll tell you about that here in uh, just a second. Also, Penny Lane, you know, the song Penny Lane da, 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 from the Beatles, racist and you white people, you know it was racist. Um, we we also have an apology from Jimmy Kimmel, which didn't sound like an apology. Sounded more like pointing out that you're a racist. <laughs> I I just love it. Also, Tom Cotton is going to be joining us. Gad Sad and Gavin McInnes all on today's radio program. We begin in one minute. This is. The Glenn Beck Program. Oh, my. I want to tell you about Keith. He lives in Washington. Literally. He's literally kicking butt and taking names for decades. He runs a family martial arts studio, teaches karate classes. All Karate. Is he? Oh, my gosh. He is appropriating somebody else's culture. How is Keith? qualified really to teach karate i don't know it's a different story anyway he started climbing up into his 50s and he started to feel like his body was beginning to wear out he thought he might even have to give up on his passion well he'd been hearing about relief factor on the radio and finally he acted on it keith it was exactly the same except it was it was my company it was it was advertised on the blaze and i was like yeah yeah whatever I finally did the same thing that Keith did. He had nothing else to lose. He might as well give it a try. And you know how the story ends. Keith got his life back and he's kicking butt again. If you happen to walk by his studio one of these days, you're going to see him teaching the next generation of how to kick butt and take names. It's Relief Factor. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more because it works. So go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. 800-500-8384. All right. President Trump called on Congress to act last night after protesters in Washington, D.C. were seen burning an American flag. Oh, I know this makes me really, really unpopular, but I have to say it. You have a right to burn the flag. Remember, all of this flag burning nonsense started with Woodrow Wilson. It was Wilson that started all of this. Wilson was the one that enacted all of the flag restrictions. He was the one. And why did he do it? To make sure we all fell in line. We didn't have you could organize the stars any way you wanted, any way you wanted. You could back before Woodrow Wilson. You could have put the stars in the shape of GBTV or LGBTV, LGBTQ, whatever that is. You could arrange them any way you wanted. 
and it was fine and nobody would have been offended. You know why? Because the flag is just a flag. Yes, people have died for the flag, but not really. They died for the principles and the principles are freedom of speech, freedom of expression. You, the, the flag burning nonsense just drives me out of my mind. Anyway, I think you're wrong to do it. I think you're 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 ridiculous to do it, but you have a right to do it. So he said yesterday they should be stopped burning the flag. Well, no, but here's where they should be stopped. Protesters pledged to tear down Lincoln's Emancipation Memorial in the Capitol. And they couldn't do it yesterday. And so they said they were coming to topple it on Thursday night, right? Yeah. They're going to come back Thursday night. It's 7 p.m. Um, they given the time and everything. So this one should be a little, a little easy to stop. <laughs> this good. Yeah, it should be good. All right. So now <clears throat> this is a 150-year-old statue. It is a statue of Abraham Lincoln. And uh, kneeling down by him is our, our African slaves. Mm, my gosh. Mm, my gosh. Well, the, the chains are broken, you see. And and yet that damn Abraham Lincoln forced them to get down on their knees and worship him. Or the statue just represents a group of people who were very grateful for him. It was enacted and, and erected 11 years to the day of his death. OK, the guy was assassinated for doing what he felt was right, abolishing slavery. <clears throat> OK. All right. So now they say you can't have the African-American subservient to uh, the, uh, the president, Abraham Lincoln. And the people who made the statue just didn't listen to African-Americans. The only problem is it was commissioned by former slaves and paid for by former slaves. Oh, my gosh, I can't take it. The first five dollars for that statue actually came from a woman who was a slave, then freed then got a job and she took the first five dollars she earned and put it towards a statue and suggested that others do the same and they did oh my gosh okay so they tried to take it down yesterday um a black woman was there in the crowd and she was saying what are you doing you're wrong about Abraham Lincoln. You're wrong about this. Well, the crowd shouted back, even Frederick Douglass had a problem with this statue. Oh, really? We're listening to Frederick Douglass now, are we? Now is the time when we're listening. Frederick Douglass, the guy who said the Constitution and the Declaration were the most powerful uh, anti-slavery documents and abolitionist documents ever created. We're listening to him now. Okay. All right. I just wanted just wanted to make sure. So uh, they said the group said we'll be back on Thursday night at seven o'clock. Don't miss must see TV 7 p.m. only on CNN. We want this statue gone. 
And also, and I'm quoting, we're not seeking any relationship with the police in order to change. We do so by any means necessary. If you want a revolution, it won't happen by being peaceful. Wow. Well, don't forget, this is a largely peaceful group, a poetry group. They were writing poetry most of the day, and then they also issued that. But out of all the words they said that day, like, hey, let's go to the park. Yes, some of them were violent, but most of the words they used, like, did you bring your gun? Did you bring your rope to tear it down? Those were largely peaceful words. Okay, so we have that. Now, let me ask you a question. Abraham Lincoln was evil. Stu, can you help me out with this, right? Sure, yeah. Abraham Lincoln was evil. Okay, he was? Thomas Jefferson. Okay. No, no, I'm just just in today's newspeak, Mm -hmm. okay? Right? Abraham Lincoln was evil. George Washington was evil. Hmm. Thomas Jefferson was evil. And Theodore Roosevelt was evil. Correct. We I, can't have those statues anymore. That is certainly the the right. Okay. The will of the people. That's the apparently. thinking of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will of the people. <laughs> okay. You know what those four people have in common? They're the faces on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> on Mount Rushmore. So are we going to blow up Mount Rushmore now too? America, do you not see what's happening? They are erasing everything about us. They are erasing everything. And who's doing it? Who's doing it? Well, let me give you a couple of let me give you a couple of ideas. They're in New York at the statue of Teddy Roosevelt. Now, it's not Teddy Roosevelt that they have a problem with. No, no, no. They don't have a because remember, he started the Progressive Party. Okay, he was the one who said, you know, we don't let imbeciles just breed. I mean, and I'm quoting our even our own farmers know if you've got cattle, you just don't let the cattle breed with any other cow. So why would we do that with our people? (laughs) I love him. Anyway, Teddy Roosevelt has a statue in front of the Museum of uh, Natural History and uh, because he was a nature lover, you know, and he loved toying with nature, as I just pointed out. But the problem is, is that Teddy Roosevelt is on his on his noble steed and there are Indians standing next to the horse. Yes, Native Americans, Native Americans standing next to the horse. Their head, I saw the king and I, why your head not my height? Why you, why you always put your head above mine? I saw the king and I, I know how it works. Why are those Indians' heads lower than Teddy Roosevelt's, lower than Abraham Lincoln? (laughs) Oh, we know why. So they're taking that down. And of course, Bloomberg is, uh, is all over this. Over the last few weeks, I'm quoting, our museum community has been profoundly moved by the ever widening movement for racial justice that has emerged After the killing of George Floyd, we have watched as attention of the world and the country has increasingly turned to statues as powerful and hurtful system symbols of systematic racism. 
Can I tell you something? I have been so hurt and oppressed by some of these powerful statues. Oh my gosh, I, I just... Sometimes I cry myself to sleep on what those statues and how those statues are oppressing me. I, I could have been somebody. I could have been a contender. But no, no, the statues that dot this evil, racist land have been oppressing me like crazy. The deeply decisive, divisive deposing of our beloved statue, which came under criticism for its problematic depiction of Native American and an African man flanking Teddy Roosevelt to stride on horseback, has raised objections from all over the country. So, Teddy Roosevelt. Why Teddy Roosevelt? Well, let's look at who's on the storied museum's board of directors. First, we find... Oh! Tina Fey. Tina Fey. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Tina Fey, right? I mean, she's never done any. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Tina Fey. Does, didn't she produce 30 Rocks, too? What was the story hmm. about 30 Rock just this week? I'm trying to remember. Oh, uh, it's a pretty good one. Well, it was, it was multiple shows with Tina Fey, but 30, there were 30 Rock. There was a lot of blackface in it. They used blackface. They had ah, to pull the, story, the episodes okay. out of the series because okay. there was blackface utilized she also uh okay. used asian stereotypes throughout her shows that people are upset about okay uh, over and okay. over again but you know all right no she, also, she also in 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 uh mean girls uh she was making fun of uh gay men too right i think mm. so okay all right so all right well let's dismiss tina fey from nbc okay the next one on the board is um oh my gosh tom brokaw who is also from, um, didn't he work at, uh, oh, NBC, NBC, that's right. So um, Tom Brokaw is on the board, and he, you know, Tom Brokaw, he has no problems, except for the two former NBC colleagues who have uh, accused him of sexual harassment. But other than that, and that, you know what, NBC is the kind of company that gets to the bottom of those kinds of accusations. Ooh, did I just say bottom NBC? Uh, then, uh, of course, also on the board is, wow, now this is a coincidence, Lorne Michaels, another guy from NBC. <laughs> wow. And then, of course, you have the ever normal, everyday housewife, uh, Jackie Bezos, uh, Jeff Bezos' mom. So we know she's got some, you know, real understanding of oppression uh then of course they have the corporate patrons which uh oh michael bloomberg uh then goldman sachs uh and um who else anybody else oh 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 um and also uh, part of the consulting team now is um uh shirlane mccray you know, it may, if she would have taken her husband's name, you'd know her. Uh, she's the wife of Bill de Blasio. Uh, but she didn't take. I mean, she's not going to be held down by a man. Now, Bill de Blasio, as you know, loves this nation. And Shirlane McRae, she has been tasked now by Bill de Blasio with deciding the fate of structures honoring historic figures 
tainted by slavery, including George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. She's part of a new commission on racial justice and reconciliation. So um, and she's already started. I mean, she got rid of the um, oh, the uh, uh, Mother Cabrini statue. I mean, you know, the 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 saint saint cabrini uh she was uh, she was passed over for a statue in uh, central park um because uh, they needed <clears throat> they needed uh, dr helen trias uh to have a statue and you say to yourself okay cabrini over dr trias um glenn just remind me who dr trias is <laughs> I know you're not saying that, but I'm sure some of the racists are saying that in this audience. Of course, we all know she's a Latina or a Latink, as they're now supposed to be called, um, and desegregation activist. She was also an LGBTQ advocate um, uh, and, 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 and a trans woman. So you don't have the saint, but you do have uh, Dr. Trans, uh, which I think is really super special and exactly where this nation should be headed don't you think seriously i think it all makes sense i'm just practicing i'm just practicing did it sound like i meant that Stu? oh it sounded almost too sincere glenn almost okay because when i'm getting the when i'm getting the electric shocks uh i just want to be able to say no i believe that no yes that's right (laughs) and just to make the electric shocks uh stop it's part of your role Uh, just one more citizen Thank you. Just one more uh, note. This one from the Federalist this morning. There's a great op-ed in the uh, Federalist. Uh, of course, we don't read the Federalist because Google says that they're evil. Um, but uh, they pointed out in history the um, the that every time the nation pulls down statues and they go through this, uh, the next thing is uh, people that they just start shooting people. Uh, but don't worry, it's it's only happened every time in human history. When you start pulling down statues, that's never enough. After you pull down the statues, you have to kill people, which is really weird uh, because it follows two things. My um, suggest, shove and shoot theory we're now in the shove period and about to go into the shoot and also a prediction that i said when the summer of rage happens which i think we're in um you'll start to see 1968 events happening like assassinations and and shootings so i can't wait even more good news for you there will be more americans that will will die uh and uh that's got to be a good thing right uh, yes absolutely a good thing all right now let me tell you about uh, american financing <clears throat> american financing and appreciate one eight two three three four thank you www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org okay the one thing i've learned appreciate the value of the dollar while it lasts uh save Save as much as you can right now uh, and uh, be wise with that. If you're a homeowner and you you have maybe just refinanced your mortgage uh, just a few months ago, if you refinance right now, if you if you bought a new house or you refinanced in January, let's say, if you have a mortgage rate over four percent, you are losing a lot of money every 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 month and you're losing it. You're giving it to the bank. Keep that money. You could save as much as a thousand dollars. 
That's if your mortgage interest rate is over 4%. How about consolidating your debt? Millions of Americans are struggling right now with credit card debt. And those credit cards, are they don't mess around. Uh, interest rates are over 20% with some of the credit cards. It's robbery. So here's what you need to do. You need to fold that into your mortgage without resetting your loan. You can find out how to do it and if they can help you with American Financing for a 10-minute phone call. Just call them now. They're waiting for your call at 800-906-2440. If you're on your way to work or you're on your way someplace else, call right now, 800-906-2440. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10-second station ID. We are going uh, right to our Wednesday night special at 9 o'clock directly to you. If you are a Blaze uh, supporter, we are not going to be putting this on social media. This will not be on YouTube. It will not be on anything that Google touches, etc., etc. We'll tell you why later. But tonight's special exposes Black Lives Matter. It shows you where that money is going and where it's coming from. It is sick sick and twisted you want to know what's really going on follow the money we did tonight nine o'clock only if you're a subscriber at blaze tv save 20 bucks use the promo code fight the mob all right all right patriot mobile if you haven't made the switch to patriot mobile yet their latest promotion might be what you've been waiting for right now they're giving you a choice either get a brand new phone or if you want to keep your existing one get a free month of service Patriot Mobile is America's Christian conservative uh, mobile phone company. They're never going to charge you hidden fees, unlike Big Mobile. They won't send your hard-earned money to leftist causes or groups trying to destroy the country or kill babies. Plans now start as low as $25, and their U.S.-based customer service team was just rated number one along all wireless providers. Did you hear that? Customer service was just rated number one. Out of all of the wireless providers, you can get nationwide 4G service, unlimited talk and text. Switching is super easy. All you have to do is call 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Let's stick together. Let's work with the good guys and get the same great service. Even better, patriotmobile.com slash Beck. And make sure to tune in tonight to Glenn's show on Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn to check it out. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, looks like on Thursday night, Thursday night, 8 o'clock only on CNN, uh, the uh, mob is going to try to take down uh, the, uh, the Freedman's Monument in Lincoln Park in Washington, D.C., um, and they say it's because uh, Abraham Lincoln is there and the freedmen, the slaves with the broken chains uh, are kneeling. Um, you know, I guess they say it's to humiliate the black man, um, but it's actually meant to show gratitude um, and humility uh, for what he did. But you could take it that way. But if if it's so bad for the African-American to kneel down like that, if that's humiliating, then 
why is everybody taking a knee? Well, I, I don't understand why. Why Black Lives Matter trying to t- get everybody to take a knee? And if it's about humiliation, how come you're forcing white people to take a knee in front of you? It's one of those little crazy things that just kind of sticks in your craw after a while. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Tom Cotton is here. He's from Arkansas. Uh, He's a uh, senator, Republican senator, and he is uh, now asking the uh, attorney general to bring um, uh, charges against the violent mobs. Do we we don't have him on yet? Okay, he's going to be on with us here in uh, in just a second, which. uh, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't he, wait to see what he has to say. I, I'm wondering where Congress is. I'm wondering where anyone is that is going to defend our culture. Glenn, uh, kind of going back to what you were just uh, referring to before Tom comes on, uh, you had this uh, th- this point of um, uh, you know talking about taking a knee, which again, is, the idea of the statue mm. was not to do that, right? But if you look back no, at, the, was- at, at the speech of Frederick, Frederick Douglass that he made there. Um, it was an incredible speech where he was talking not in negative terms the entire time. There's 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 reporting of that. He made a couple off the cuff comments about not liking the statue per se, um, or at least the design of the statue. But he he loved Lincoln. He 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 talked about how this forevermore would stand as a symbol of gratitude uh, for those who fought for their emancipation. Um, I, you know, and he goes, it's, you know, it's several thousand words. Yeah. Let me just give you a quote from it. Few facts could better illustrate the vast and wonderful change, which has taken place in our condition as the people, um, than the fact that our assembling here for the purposes we have today, harmless, beautiful, proper, and praiseworthy as this demonstration is. I cannot forget that no such demonstration would have been tolerated 20 years ago. The spirit of slavery and barbarism, which still lingers to blight and destroy in some dark, distant parts of the country, would have made our assembling here a signal for excuse for opening upon us the floodgates of wrath and violence. Uh, It's an amazing speech that you should read from Frederick Douglass. Uh, We have Tom Cotton with us now. Senator, how are you, sir? Hey, Hey, Glenn. It's good to be on with you. Thank you. Uh, So uh, can you tell me if anybody's going to start standing up and defending our nation, defending our our heritage, our statues, uh, and actually start prosecuting crimes? Is anybody going to do that, Tom? Anybody? Well, Glenn, Glenn, I certainly hope so. Uh, And I've been ringing this alarm now for two weeks about the risk of simply ignoring these mobs or pretending they're going to go away. Um, You saw what happens when you give them an inch, they will take a mile. And uh, that's why I spoke to the president earlier this week and encouraged him that uh, we should seek charges from the Department of Justice under the Veterans Memorial Preservation Act for any statue that falls in that. And there couldn't be a more open, clear-cut case than what you saw Monday night, the Andrew Jackson statue in Lafayette Park. That's Andrew Jackson in his military uniform on horseback on federal property. That is a open and shut, clear-cut case that uh, could face up to 10 years in prison. Um, there's other why, why do we, wait, 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 Senator, I'm sorry to interrupt. I don't understand. And I don't think the American people understand. 
Who gives a flying crap if he's in his uniform or not? I personally hate Andrew Jackson. I think he was an awful, awful president. But that is a statue about our history. And it is something that the American people paid for and in uh, and erected. You want to change it, then you have to go through the proper channels. I don't care what that statue is. We don't pull them down. Why do we need to have just certain statues that are on certain property? Why do we why aren't all people who are defacing and pulling down statues of anyone? Why are they not being prosecuted? Uh, Glenn, I, I couldn't agree more. And this is the point I've been making about the line between mob rule and the rule of law. We cannot tolerate this kind of mob violence. Now, unfortunately, a lot of local authorities who should be protecting every statue, every piece of property in their communities and who should be prosecuting Anyone who does it are simply not doing so. Look at what's happening in San Francisco or in Portland or in Seattle. Um, now, if they're not going to do that, the Department of Justice should do it. The Department of Justice has to have legal grounds to prosecute those matters. The Veterans Memorial uh, Preservation Act is one. The Anti-Riot Act is another. There may be other grounds, too. Um, but if the local authorities that are responsible for protecting property in their communities from these mobs are not going to do so, I call upon the Department of Justice to do that. And that's exactly what Donald Trump has said he wants to do as well. Okay, so, Senator, I don't even know where to begin on this. You, I know, and I don't mean to vent at you because I know you're one of them standing up, but uh, those who are not protecting these statues like de Blasio, et cetera, et cetera, they are in with the intent of the mob to destroy our country. These are Marxists. These are not protesters that are saying, hey, we've got some problems with the police and we need to take care of that. These people are Marxist revolutionaries that are trying to destroy our nation in a very well financed and coordinated group. I, I mean, my staff is doing a uh, we're doing a special tonight on the financing of Black Lives Matter. It is it is absolutely incredible what we found. Where is the Department of Justice? Where is anyone that is looking at this coordinated, very well financed coup on our nation? Glenn, I think the Department of Justice is looking at that matter. Uh, Attorney General Barr has said so. But uh, you're right that whenever people are pulling down statues of Washington, and Grant, it's not about the Civil War. It's because they hate America. And ultimately, all these actions go back to that. It's the same spirit that the New York Times played last summer when they published that execrable revisionist history project, the 1619 Project, trying to claim that America is fundamentally and irredeemably racist and cannot be redeemed, uh, when in fact, as you know and your listeners know, America is the noblest nation in the history of mankind founded on the most fundamental truth of all time, that all men are created equal in the eyes of God. We've struggled to live up to that creed at times, but we do so better than any other people on earth. Isn't, aren't our schools, uh, do they not fall under federal jurisdiction now that we have these bloated, awful, uh, you know, uh, agencies like the Department of Education? 
do, do they not have any pull at all? And is anybody going to pull the 1619 project out of our schools because they are teaching that poison in our schools now? No, Glenn, you, you can see the consequences of substituting social justice seminars for history uh, on the streets right now. You have these left wing mobs that are defacing statues of abolitionists or African-American regiments that fought on the side of the Union in the Civil War. Um, no school should be teaching something like the 1619 Project, which even far-left liberal historians have denounced as factually error-ridden and slanted and biased. And the author of it, the head of the project, said she would be proud if the cities were burning in the name of the 1619 Project. These people are stated enemies of the United States Constitution. And I don't. And it's so it is so clear the the media has always been, well, do they know? Do they know what they're doing? Well, they just disagree. Well, they're on the side of the Democrats. No, they're not. They are excusing Marxist revolutionaries. They are part of this. You have major, major funding coming from major individuals that is documented online. I don't know how long it takes the FBI, but it only took my staff about two weeks. I don't know how long it takes the FBI or someone to stand up and start telling the truth about what these people are. Black Lives Matter is a group that wants to destroy the United States of America and in their own words, destroy the nuclear family. Well, there couldn't be anything more evil than that. And I just don't hear anybody, anybody. Where are the Republicans? We got you. Where are the Republicans? <laughs> Glenn, I, I can only speak for myself. But I can certainly say that you have me on the line against mob rule and the rule of law in this country. And you're right that the media um, is complicit in the way they fail to cover these stories. Like if you watch CNN or MSNBC, you probably wouldn't even know that rebels, uh, secessionists even, have claimed several city blocks of Seattle as their own for the last week and a half. You wouldn't know that statues of Washington and Grant are being torn down. Every person who commits these acts of vandalism uh, is known as a protester or not what they are, a criminal, a vandal, a vigilante, an outlaw, or what they should be very soon, an inmate. Now, some of that is because the uh, media, in my opinion, views this as a way to criticize Donald Trump and try to defeat him in the fall, and most of the media is obsessed with Trump derangement syndrome. But some of it is also is that the media is increasingly in the hands of these social justice warriors who have gotten into their 30s now and never studied American history or the American Constitution in school, or to the extent they did, they were told, as you said, that it was rotten to its core. Senator, I don't mean to, uh, I don't want to leave you with the impression that, uh, that I am angry with you. I think the American people are hitting a wall and uh, they all are very aware of what is going on. I, I can speak for the people who are actually politically engaged. They know what's going on and they can now see from the beginning of the Trump administration and the Clinton uh, campaign through Russiagate, 
all the way through to today that this was leading somewhere. They are. This is so well thought out. This is not spontaneous. None of this is. And if people don't start to go to jail, we have lost our nation and the American people seem to have lost their mind, but they're not. They're just waiting for. I don't know what they're waiting for, because I don't think it's coming, but they're waiting for somebody in Washington to start to lead. And if they don't, I fear the leaders that will appear. Glenn, uh, you don't have to tell me um, about whether you're angry or not. I know that many American people are angry about the scenes that they see playing out, and they share your frustrations and your concerns about the future of our country. And you're right that much of what you see on our streets is the result of a carefully crafted plan to try to fundamentally transform our country. Why, for instance, are all these statues being torn down with no legal consequence in San Francisco? It's because San Francisco has a far left radical district attorney, one who was supported by George Soros, George Soros, Soros funded organizations because they have a specific and well crafted plan to elect far left radical lawyers as prosecuting attorneys all around the country, not to prosecute criminals, but to free criminals and to, in fact, prosecute police officers. Uh, They are turning justice on its head in many of these countries. And that's one reason why you see crime increasing in areas where these prosecutors have been elected that are more concerned about radically transforming the law rather than prosecuting criminals who are a threat to public safety. Um, again, Senator, thank you uh, for coming on. I'm sorry to give you the brunt of it, but it's uh, you're the only one that will come on, quite honestly. And uh, you're a friend uh, and you are a friend of the Constitution. So, again, I apologize for the third time for venting on you, but I appreciate all the work that you're doing. And thank you for actually standing up and, and be willing to even talk to the conservative press. I appreciate it. Thank you. Senator Tom, Senator Tom Cotton, uh, more in just a second. And don't miss tonight's special. Don't miss it. Blaze TV only. We'll give you more in a second. Realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're planning on selling or buying a, a home right now, right now, do not brave this by yourself. And don't just, you know, look at a bus board or, hey, I was at the hairdresser the other day and I was talking, do you know a good real? And the old lady sitting next to me under the dryer said, yes, my grandson just started to sell homes. Don't do it. Get somebody who knows what they're doing. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to realestateagentsitrust.com. They are the people that uh, they have. They have the Rolodex when. You know, they walk into the house and they're like, oh, wow, that's really nice. 1970 style in your bathroom. Here's a number of somebody who can change that for you quickly and cheaply so we can sell your home. Real estate agents. I trust dot com. Go there now. Free service to you. Real estate agents. I trust dot com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Please don't miss tonight's episode of the Glenn Beck program at 9 p.m. Eastern. Tonight, it is only on Blaze TV. I'll explain why later. Um, But 
We are not putting this up on social media. We've made it easier for you to join tonight. If you're not a member, you'll save $20. You use the promo code uh, Fight the Mob. That's promo code Fight the Mob. You'll save $20 off of your subscription tonight. Don't miss it. We track the funding of Black Lives Matter. And if you think you kind of know it, you don't know the half of it. You don't know the half of it. You want to see who these people really are and how they work? Tonight, 9 p.m., only on Blaze TV. Program. Hey, everybody knows PayPal. But did you know that they were teaming up with Honey to save you money? Honey is the free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. And now it's part of the PayPal family. Just add Honey to your computer and shop on all of your favorite sites like normal. When it comes to checkout, just click the little apply coupons button when it pops up. A few seconds later, Honey scans the database for all the working coupons on the web and watch your price drop. Honey works on nearly every online store, Walmart, DoorDash, Home Depot, uh, Lululemon, Macy's. Honey has found over $2 billion in savings. That's why they have over 100,000 five-star reviews on Google Chrome Store. Not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It is free to use and installs in just a couple of seconds. Get money for free by joining Honey. Joinhoney.com slash Beck. That's joinhoney.com slash Beck. All right, I want to tell you about Built Bar. And I had my Built Bar this morning, and I lost my glasses on Friday, so I haven't been able to see a darn thing uh, since Friday. It's driving me crazy. So I don't even know what flavor this is. It looks like a Um, pineapple? Yeah, I get... I don't know if it's pineapple upside down. I don't know what it was, but it was delicious today. (laughs) I knew it was pineapple and chocolate, but I don't know what they call it uh, because I can't read it because it's fine print. Anyway... Built Bar. It is really, really good. 150 calories. This is what I had for breakfast this morning. Um, tremendous. Just tremendous. Built Bar, you can get them now. They taste really good. Made with real chocolate. Uh, and it's a protein bar. Fill of, with all the stuff that my wife cares about, and I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, they have a special. They're clearing the inventory. Um, and uh, they have uh, uh, got a special for you happening right now. Go to Built Bar. Uh, com slash Beck right now. Uh, BuiltBar.com slash Beck. They've got all these great new flavors and great stuff for you waiting. They've cleared the inventory. They they actually have been donating uh, the uh, proceeds now to charity, which is great. I know we have, Built Bar sent us pallets of food uh, for our rescue missions that we have been doing, you know, when we just had some tragedy. I just saw a whole pallet of these things go just a few weeks ago builtbar.com slash back what you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment this is the Glenn Beck Program. 
Hello, America, and welcome to Wednesday. Tonight, a very important special that you do not want to miss. You know, you might have read about where the money is coming from to finance uh, Black Lives Matter. And boy, it is it's millions of dollars. Do you know that they spent almost two million dollars just on travel in the last two years? Uh Travel, trap, really? Two million dollars? Uh, I mean, I was in the Tea Party. We didn't, we didn't have two million dollars in travel. Everybody paid for it themselves. Where's this money coming from, and where is it going? You're not going to believe. You might have heard bits and pieces of it, but we put it together uh, tonight. I'm still trying to get a chalkboard up here in the ranch so I can show it to you tonight because it's unbelievable. It is. It's evil on what's going on. And our kids are falling for it. Uh, I have a uh, 30-something-year-old that is uh, talking to me about anti-racism, Dad. Anti-racism and and colorblindness. It's not good enough anymore. How, how do I how do I fight something that these Marxist professors have noodled for years? How do I fight that? How do I deprogram my own family? Well, if you're in that situation, Gad Sad is here and we're going to have quite a conversation that anyone who isn't a Marxist is dying to hear in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. So Ren lives in Texas with her family and her dog Piper and Piper didn't like to eat her food when it was given to her. And I know that because my dog used to uh, we had to hand feed him. He would he wouldn't eat ever. We're like, come on. And it was a nightmare. And so we started putting rough greens on his food and now he gobbles it. And the same thing happened uh, with her dog Piper uh, with Wren. While back, she decided to try rough greens in the hopes that it would help her, uh, you know, eat more. The good news is her overall health and her wanting to eat more is happening. She eats like a little pig, Wren told me. She's healthy, happy, and it makes Wren happy as well. Here's a look at this video of my dog. Uh, what do we have here? This is uh, Uno. We were out of the fence the other day, Tanya and I, uh, on the ranch. Look at him. He's running through this grass back and forth, and he's running like it's like it's snow that he's jumping in. Rough Greens. Go to roughgreens.com slash back. It's fantastic what it'll do for your dog. They'll eat, they'll love it, and they become very, very healthy. It's Rough Greens. Give them the 14-day jumpstart bag today for $14.95. See the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. Go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash back. Tonight, the episode they don't want you to see. The questions they don't want us to ask. Black Lives Matter has received millions in donations. But where is the money going? Glenn opens the finance books, follows the dark money trail, and takes on the censors who say Black Lives Matter is off limits. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, only at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Gad Sad is a 
a great podcaster. Just a great podcaster. You can find him at gadsad.com. He is an evolutionary behavioral scientist, uh, host of The Sad Truth, and he's the author of The Parasitic Mind. Gad, welcome to the program. How are you? Great. I miss you, Glenn. How you doing? I miss you, too. I miss you, too. Um, I was sitting down having a conversation at my dinner table Sunday night with my uh, with my family. And, you know, we talk about what's happening in the world. And I've been trying to make sure that my kids are staying informed and we discuss the things that are going on. And uh, my daughter said to me, Dad, it's not enough now just not to be racist. You have to be anti-racist. And the blood almost started shooting out of my eyes. And I didn't even know how to argue that uh, this nonsense about colorblindness now is racist um, and white fragility. I, I, how do I deprogram my own children? Well, first, you get them to memorize every syllable of my forthcoming book. But other than that, uh, you teach them that <laughs> all of this insanity is really a way to engage in orgiastic self-flagellation, right? I must feel guilty about myself. Otherwise, I'm not virtuous. I'm not pious. The concept of white fragility is absolutely insane. And let me, let me just explain it and just give me one or two minutes to explain it. Sure. In science, we have a concept called the falsification principle, which basically means that if I want to test a theory, here is the data that I would have to collect to prove that the theory is, is, looks good. But here is the data that would disprove the theory, that would falsify the theory. So falsification is a central tenet of the scientific mind. However, what we now have is no possibility to falsify the premise that you are a racist. If you answer a bunch of questions that demonstrate that you are a racist, well, you're a racist. If you staunchly state that I've never been a racist, I voted for Barack Obama, I'm married to a black woman, well, you're also a racist because your contestations, your white fragility demonstrates that you're a racist. So it's exactly what the former head of security of uh, Joseph Stalin used to say, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. So show me the white guy and I'll show you the racist. It's insane. It's grotesque. It's taking us back to 150 years ago. Okay, so help me with this. Uh, I said, um, honey, <laughs> uh, you know, we're there's there's it's not we're not systematically racist. And and I agree with her on this point. She's like, Dad, you're telling me that African-Americans don't have a harder time in society um, at times. I said, yes, at times. Yes. Um, but we're getting better. And and we we were headed towards a color blindness, which really set things off. But um, let's just stop there. How do you argue when uh, when somebody says, are you telling me that blacks don't have a different relationship than whites do with the police, that they aren't pulled over more just because they're black, um, that they don't have a harder time sometimes getting a job because they're black? I'm sure that happens, and I know that has happened in the past, but does that make this systematic racism? Uh, Look, uh, it's it's incontestable that there are problems that we can 
still resolved. There is still racism around. The, the darkness of people's hearts includes the repertoire of viewing others with derision. So this hasn't been removed from the human experience, regrettably. Nor will but it. The reality. Yeah. Sorry. Nor will it. Yeah. I mean, it's a human condition. Exactly. But the reality is, to go back to my, my first point, what, what, what they're creating right now is an environment where no one, at least certainly white people, cannot escape the appellation of being racist. Let me give you two very quick examples. I discuss both of these in the forthcoming book. So a student at Queen's University in Canada wanted to demonstrate that Canadians are rabid Islamophobes. So she donned the hijab. She doesn't usually wear a hijab. She donned the hijab for 18 days, and she found out, to her surprise, that people were incredibly kind, sweet, and polite to her. Now, you would think that that would cause her to falsify her premise that people are Islamophobic. You know what she concluded? Mm. Aha! They were so kind that they were trying to overcompensate for their dark, hidden bigotry. So being nice was a form of Islamophobia. One more quick example. An Israeli doctoral student wanted to demonstrate that the Israeli defense forces engage in systematic rape of Palestinian women. She looked at the data. She couldn't find any such evidence. You know what she concluded? That the Israelis are so racist that they don't even think that the Palestinian women are good enough to rape. So not raping the Palestinian women was a form of... <laughs> perfect, perfect. So, so Gad, here's the thing that... Uh, and, and I love you because you're a behavioral scientist. Um, I also fear you because you're a behavioral scientist. Um, I, You know and I know that... Stats are not going to change anything. Um, you and I know that um, appealing to their intellect at a time when they are freaked out, don't want to be called a racist and are been are wound up to be part of this movement of love and kindness and everything else. Every time I say that's not what this is about they don't listen. They don't hear it. How do I break through that? Uh, through patience and through what I call, uh, forgive the fancy term, nomological networks of cumulative evidence. You really have to build to, for people a tsunami of evidence that sort of moves them away from their hysteria and their emotional part of their brain to then engage their cognitive brain. It's very hard, right? Because if someone has their fingers in their ears and are going, la, 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 I don't want to hear you, then they're impenetrable to reason, right? It's hard. To, but I have found, for example, even in my scientific work, when, for example, I try to argue that, of course, humans are biological beings that are driven by evolutionary forces, a lot of my social scientist colleagues hate that. But through patience, through the systematic erecting of massive amounts of evidence they come around but you have to have the patience and the fortitude to those those you know edifices of of evidence otherwise uh that you disengage with them and they win because they emote louder than you can you tell me uh, can you tell me when we went from uh, don't judge me by the uh, judge me by the content of my character not the color of our skin where i was raised raised 
um, uh, being told there was there's no difference between us. Um, you should be colorblind. Uh, color doesn't make a difference. It's what a person does and says their actions, their deeds uh, and their character that matters. We were just I mean, scientists were saying just what, 15 years ago, that that generation that was being raised right then was the first one to be truly colorblind. And now we're being told color being colorblind is racist. Well, listen, the scientific method is white supremacy. Meritocracy is white supremacy. Capitalism is white supremacy. I mean, everything is white supremacy, right? I mean, I actually, in my book, I, I literally list a whole bunch of things. Mathematics is white supremacy, okay? So it's really become a complete departure from reason. Now, you asked, where does that all come from? That's exactly what I do in my forthcoming book. I trace these idea pathogens back to the last 40, 50 years in the university. So very much like how the coronavirus started in, in Wuhan, China, and then spread according to certain epidemiological processes. Well, idea pathogens started off. Patient zero was the university ecosystem. It takes intellectuals to come up with really dumb ideas. And then basically you have generations of students who are being fed this utter BS so that now we have the downstream effect of this brainwashing over the past 40, 50 years. Gad. I know you're a behavioral scientist, so let me let me give you something here, because um, I'm a I'm a uh, commercial scientist, behavioral scientist. You have had four opportunities and you have used them all saying my forthcoming book on your next interview. Don't ever say forthcoming book, say the parasitic mind in my new oh, book, the parasitic mind. OK, that's four opportunities you lost to marketing. You're the professor. Of <laughs> hey, no, I don't know. I don't know how you missed that. Uh, but I want to talk to you about the, the parasitic mind, what that means and the um, the things that you are trying to show, because you are you are the guy. I've been reading a lot of um, of. Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, Ed, Edward Bernays uh, in the last weekend uh, and. He's terrifying. He's absolutely terrifying. Uh, and you kind of do the same thing, except I think you use your forces for good as opposed to evil. Um, and I want to talk to you about that. Uh, and and what has been perpetrated on us in just a minute? We we pause for 60 seconds, uh, then back with Gad Sad here in just a second. First, let me tell you about Norton. The cyber criminal's best friend is you and public Wi-Fi. Even if it has a password, it doesn't really matter. Hackers can get in and steal all the information that you're sending and receiving and gain access even to the uh, the information on your uh, connected device. So when you look uh, and you're sitting at a uh, at a Starbucks or wherever and you're you're downloading things or you're paying your bills or whatever. It's not just the stuff that you are currently doing. They can get into your device. Norton 360 will help you stay more private and more secure in today's connected world by working to keep all of the prying eyes. And I mean the prying eyes also from from Amazon and Google. You know, next hour we have uh, Gavin McInnes on. I think... He's just been banned by Google and uh, YouTube permanently. 
And I think that he's got a story to tell that is truly hair raising. It is beyond what they've done in the past. But we'll get to that. You need to make sure that these people are not tracking you and knowing and reading your email, et cetera, et cetera. And the algorithm does. You can get a VPN, which operates on bank grade encryption, a password manager that securely creates, stores and manages all your passwords and a whole lot more. It's Norton 360. Nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is a powerful ally for your cyber safety. Get up to 50 percent off your first year with the annual subscription at Norton.com slash back. That's Norton.com slash Beck. Save up to 50% off. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. Gad Sad, the author of the new book, The Parasitic Mind. He is an evolutionary behavioral scientist. Uh, and explain what that is first, Gad. Uh, an evolutionary behavioral scientist is basically someone who studies behavior using an evolutionary lens. So, for example, if I want to understand why is it that we love uh, fatty burgers, why is it that we are drawn to pornography, why is it that we buy the fancy car to engage in peacocking. So what I do in my work is I look at the evolutionary signatures that explain our behaviors in general and our consumer behaviors in particular. Okay, now your book is called The Parasitic Mind. What does that mean? So uh, if you look in the animal kingdom, there are many animals that can be parasitized, meaning a parasite can enter their brains. They're, they're, they're basically called brain worms. So if you take, for example, Toxoplasma gondii, it's a parasite that infects the brains of mice so that they lose their innate fear of cats. They actually become sexually attracted to the smell of the cat's urine, which is not a good thing for mice to be attracted to, right? No. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to get back, get to the main point. So then if you look at uh, <laughs> ungulates, deer, moose, uh, elk, they can be parasitized by a brainworm that causes them to engage in circling behavior. They go around in circle, unable to extricate themselves from that behavior, even though the looming predators are coming on them. So I take this principle of neuroparasitology, being parasitized in your mind, and I argue that human beings can be parasitized by another class of brain worms. They're called idea pathogens. In other words, rather than a literal brain worm, you can have bad ideas that can infect your brain, leading you, if you'd like, to the abyss of infinite darkness and infinite stupidity, right? And so I trace these idea pathogens back to the university ecosystem, and then I offer ways by which we can vaccinate ourselves from these idea pathogens. Okay, so would you say that, I don't know if you've been following the NASCAR noose story, but the FBI came out yesterday and said that that wasn't a noose. That was a rope uh, that was hung. They have them hanging on all of the garage doors. Um, This person found this noose, yes, in the garage that uh, uh, the the black driver was uh, assigned, but he hadn't been assigned that until four days later. So it's, it wasn't assigned to him and it, it just doesn't look like it was a problem. Now the driver is saying, I know it was a noose and I feel sorry for him. I, I mean, I hope that he's wrong. I believe the FBI. I believe the photographs from you know the past um, that it wasn't. 
but he really does believe that it is. Is that one of these worms where we have just been taught that that's you see this symbol and that is out to get you? Yeah, that's a great question. I actually discussed this in one of the chapters. I talk about the what, what I call collective chapters in, in chapters in, in what mind, the parasitic mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. OK, good, good, good. All right. You'll get there. Uh, uh, right. Well, I'm trying to somehow be less self-promoting, but I guess I, I need to be when I'm on such a long. No, you need to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So 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 collective Munchausen is a is a term that I coined. Let me give you the background. So Munchausen syndrome is a psychiatric disorder whereby someone feigns being injured or feigns being medically ill so that they can mm-hmm. garner sympathy and empathy. Munchausen syndrome by proxy is where you take someone who's under your care, let's say your biological child, and you harm them so that you could garner the empathy of being the poor grieving parent, right? It's a, it's a really diabolical psychiatric disorder. Well, I argue that today what we have in society is a form of collective Munchausen, right? Where the key currency for you to obtain status is to demonstrate that you score very high in victimology poker. So if I can't... Okay. Go ahead. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, because i got to get a network break. Follow that, uh, and then we get to some of your solutions in your, in your book, The Parasitic Mind, coming up in just a second. Gad Sad in a moment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Uh, you know, the, the only thing that really keeps me sane is being able to unplug from the world and just have some really good family time. Uh, you know, and I, I was at this chair yesterday until almost 7 p.m. doing some writing and things. And I came back in the house and I was just exhausted, just exhausted. And uh, I need time to be with the family. There is there is something that we have added that has really helped our family, and it is a Rectech grill. You can do this together. The time to cook on your Rectech. It's uh, got smart technology that gives you a perfect cooking experience every time. It's sleek. It's solid as a tank built out of stainless steel. Cleaner than charcoal gives more flavor than the propane. I mean, it is just really, really good. You're not going to find these in stores because they cut out the middleman. That way they can they can spend that extra money on building this thing the way it should be. Uh, and it is great for bringing your family together and cooking together and being together, having meals together. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-C, grills.com slash back. Rectech, grills.com slash back. And don't forget to check in, uh, check out tonight Glenn's new show. It's going to be a big one. Fight the mob is the code for 20% off. Gad Sad, the author of The Parasitic Mind, How Infectious Ideas Are Killing Common Sense. Um, in it, he, he talks about finding white supremacy everywhere and, uh, and, and how to fight it. We just left him in the middle of the story. Um, Gad, recap and, and let's finish the story. Yeah, so basically I was saying that uh, what happens in today's uh, world is that victimology becomes the currency by which I attain status. And so if I can't actually have a victimology story to support me, by the way, which I do, having escaped Lebanon as Lebanese Jews escaping execution, well, then the next best thing is to manufacture one. This is why you have now a rampant growth 
of hoax crime, right? Uh, the Jesse Smollett effect is something that uh, has been analyzed formally, scientifically, by a gentleman, uh, by a political scientist. And it's always the same thing. People desire to obtain victimology status because that will garden them status. If they can't truly have victimology, they manufacture it. It's grotesque. It's diabolical. But that is the Munchausen kind of problem. Exactly. Right? That's... Exactly. Because I want to find a way to garner sympathy and empathy. So in the case of Jesse Smollett, it wasn't enough that he was making whatever, $1 million an episode. What really will bring him status if he could demonstrate that he is a victim of, you know, the evil systematic racism. That's what he was desiring. So he constructed, he manufactured a story. So making a million dollars an episode wasn't enough for him. He also needed to be a victim. I am a victim. Therefore, I am. Explain your your die religion theory. Oh boy, yes. So die religion is a term that I coined. It stems from it's an acronym for diversity, inclusion, and equity, which is very much the ethos that now guides everything everywhere, but certainly within academia. So you no longer get shared professorships or academic awards based on the merit of your CV. Rather, you get these titles and these awards and these prestigious uh, appellations as a function of whether you score highly on these diametrics. So if you are a transgender indigenous person, well, I'm sorry, Nobel Prize winning white guy, you're just not going to cut it this time around. It's grotesque, right? Because you would think that meritocracy is what liberates us, right? The scientific method liberates us from the shackles of our identities, right? There is no Lebanese Jewish science. There is no indigenous science. There's just science. And yet we are erasing 500 years of the scientific method and of enlightenment in just a few generations. It's unbelievable. So are you optimistic at all, Gad? Because I know a lot of people that are having a really hard time seeing our way out of this. I mean, when you start pulling down statues, the next step usually is you start lining people up against walls and shooting them. Yes. Uh, look, I'm optimistic only in the, if the following trajectory is instantiated. And that is if the silent majority develops the intellectual courage to all stand up in unison. If we constantly subcontract these fights to a few brave souls who will speak on behalf of all of us, then we will lose this battle. The reality, though, is that the silent majority is against all this nonsense, but they are so terrified that they cower in a fetal position in silence. If there is a way to implore them to speak out, the problem will be resolved quickly. If not, we will lose the battle. What would do that? I mean, in the past, it's been in the past, it's been assassinations. So what, what, what would implore people to actually speak up, to develop the courage? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. In the, in the past, I think it has always been where it, where it is turned. Like in the 1960s, it was the killing of King, the killing of RFK, uh, Altamont. That, that stew became so toxic, the, the silent majority said, I, I want nothing to do with that. I want nothing to do with that. 
Well, it's, it's, it's another form of killing, if you'd like, but instead of killing the king, it's the killing of these idea pathogens, right? Oftentimes people will write to me and say, well, you know, but I'm not a fancy professor with a huge platform. I, I don't have your influence. And I tell them, you don't have to have my influence. What you have to do is engage bad ideas wherever you find them. If you see someone posting something on Facebook that you think is objectionable, challenge them politely. If your professor says something that is insane, challenge him or her politely. In other words, everything it's trench warfare, right? There's an opportunity for each of us to engage bad ideas in our daily lives. It's not only the ones who have big radio shows like Glenn Beck or our fancy professors that, are, that should be speaking. If we are intolerant of really stupid ideas and engage them, we will win the battle. But if everybody says, I'm afraid to, to say anything on Facebook because everybody will unfriend me, well, then don't be surprised that these bad ideas will proliferate. Are you, um, I mean, you have studied this ideology. You have studied the mind, how it works. Um, what is it that the the other side is afraid of? And I, I ask this because, you know, more and more people, and I am too, I just had Senator Cotton on, who's a friend of the Constitution, and I, I kind of vented through him. You know, where are the people that are willing to stand up and start prosecuting for crimes? When, when are we going to hold to the rule of law? And part of me is so sick and tired of this that I want the rule of law, but I, I have a feeling that the left wants those soldiers into those streets because then you see what happens with the Palestinians and the Jews. Um, you send in the soldiers and immediately one person that dies, it's the big bad American military and big bad Donald Trump. They want a confrontation. What is it that you think they're afraid of, Gad? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And I actually, now I learned from you, Glenn, I discussed this in the parasitic mind. There you go. You see? It only takes two minutes to learn. Uh, right. So, so, so here's, what, here's what I think they're afraid of. I, so when I'm talking, when I, when I discuss all these idea pathogens, I, I argue that they, have, they all have one thing in common. They want to free you from reality. Reality is scary. And so they, they seek these ideologies that somehow remove the shackles of reality from their worldview. So let me give you an example. Postmodernism is the granddaddy of idea pathogens because it basically says that there are no objective truths. Everybody's truth mm -hmm. is a subjective one. My truth is what's important, not the truth. Well, that's a very liberating idea, right? It basically says, I don't need to be shackled by this thing called gravity. I don't need to be shackled by this thing called biological sex. I could self-identify into any race, any weight, any gender that I want. It's freeing. Let me give you one other example of, a, of such an idea pathogen. Social constructivism basically argues that everything is a social construction. There is no biology. Mm -hmm. So any of us could grow up to be Michael Jordan. Well, that's a very nice, hopeful message, but it's also, forgive the term, BS, right? But it is liberating. Right. It frees me from the shackles of my biology. You get it? Mm-hmm. So. So. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was just, I was, no, no I'm listening. Go ahead. Okay. So, um. We know we know what this is. So what is it that they are afraid of A reality of us not denying what we're seeing? Well, as I said, it's basically if I could 
if if you could teach children, according to their view, that anybody could be the next greatest soccer player ever, the next greatest Michael Jordan, the next greatest Einstein, then that's a very hopeful message. It's a very liberating message. There is no objective truth with a capital T. There's only your truth, right? Uh, who are you to judge the... Uh, the cultural traditions of another culture. That is their right. world. If they wish to cut the clitorises of their little girls, that's their religion. Who are you to judge? So in a sense, it liberates you from judging others. It liberates you from reality. It liberates you from your biology. So in a sense, it's very freeing, but it's also nonsense, right? Good, decent human beings can pursue justice, can fight against bigotry without murdering the truth, Right. Okay, um, you are a behavioral scientist and you you uh, use some of that for advertising. Let me ask you two questions. Could America have been the racist America that we are that we they claim we are um, and run the ads that we have run for a long time with black families buying trucks and you know, would Ford have done that? I mean, now they'll do it for political purposes, but they were doing this long ago. Wouldn't that stand to reason that we're not a racist country, uh, country? Because if we were, we would see these advertisements with black families and go, well, that's not for me. Well, I mean, I mean, to the extent that, yes, advertising is a reflection of the cultural mores of a society, then sure. But we don't need to do a content analysis of advertising. How about the fact that millions of white people voted for a black man to be president? Does that does that not suggest that we're hardly the systemic racist society that we that people pretend that we are? Right. So, I mean, sure, you could study advertising to demonstrate that we are racist or not racist. But how about the fact actual behavior? Right. I mean, millions of people went to the polls and cried, not black people, white people cried of joy because Barack Obama ascended to the highest political office in the land. Does that suggest that we are a racist country? I say we, by the way, I'm Canadian, but maybe an honorary American. Right. <laughs> um, Gad, why are these companies signing on for this when you said that the average person uh, is against all this stuff. Why are these companies doing all just bending over backwards and try, tying themselves into knots to not just be OK, but to look like they're leading the charge? Because it is cheap corporate virtue signaling, right? For a signal to truly be valuable, it has to be costly. It has to be an honest signal. So, for example, a Saudi blogger who criticizes the Saudi regime while he's living in Saudi Arabia, that's an honest signal of his courage, right? But most people, regrettably, suffer from cowardice, including companies. And therefore, they feel that if they simply virtue signal, they could placate people into, into, into thinking, my God, what a progressive company. It's cheap, it's grotesque, and it's dishonest. And if the, if the Marxists lose... Will they be remembered like some of the other companies in past that have sided with fascists or communists? Uh, well, you know, regrettably, humans have a very short memory when it crashes against their yeah. ideologies. So I'm not sure if they will remember. I mean, look, think of it this way. Despite endless examples of socialism and communism failing, 
What What is the typical rebuttal? Oh, but it wasn't true socialism. If only we could have the true utopian socialism, then everything would work. So, I mean, in a sense, that's really the whole point of, of my book, which is that people are very prone to being parasitized by stupidity and by bad ideas. Right. And the name of that book is? That Parasitic Mind, sir. <laughs> you just did it again. The, the Parasitic Mind is the name of the book by Gad Sad. I urge you to pick it up and uh, read it. He is really brilliant, a very, very honest uh, truth seeker. And you can find him at his website at gadsad.com. Also, his podcast is on uh, YouTube. Uh, and the book... The Parasitic Mind, wherever books are um, or wherever books are sold. Gad, thank you so much. God bless. Oh, thank you so much, Glenn. Cheers. Take care. So if you're shopping online with any kind of regular regularity, uh, you really need to get honey. Join honey. Dot com. Uh, join Honey. The Honey is this app that just runs kind of in the background. And whenever you're shopping and you go to checkout, it goes and it looks for all of the coupons, all of the different things that um, can save you money. And then it applies it uh, immediately, automatically. And so you're saving money. And I mean, there's no way you can find uh, the cheapest the cheapest deals on your own. You might have a coupon or a savings code, but there might be something that, you know, saves you even more money. For instance, uh, BlazeTV.com. If you use the promo code BACK today, you're going to save 10%. If you use the promo code um, fight the mob, you're going to save 20%. That's the kind of thing that, uh, that honey would know. So they will apply the one that gives you the biggest savings. And it happens with DoorDash and Walmart, Home Depot, Lululemon, Macy's, a whole lot more. $2 billion already saved, uh, for, uh, for honey customers. And, and it, it's free service to you. They don't charge you anything and they don't track you or anything else. This is all paid for by the companies that they work with. So join Honey now. Joinhoney.com slash Beck. That's joinhoney.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, we're going to talk to a guy yesterday, uh, who was banned from Twitter yesterday uh, because he's just fueling rage um, and uh, violating all kinds of Twitter. None of them that can be listed, um, but all kinds of uh, Twitter violations. So he has been uh, banned from social media. Uh, it's, Car- it's Carpe Duncum. Uh, and uh, Duncum is basically seize the donkey. Uh, and uh, he is probably one of the best-known meme makers uh, out there, and Donald Trump has been retweeting his stuff, and uh, Twitter doesn't like it. Why? Because it's effective. That's why. And uh, so now they have banned him. And here's a guy with, you know, all kinds of followers and gone just gone from society i urge you to read 1984 again i remember i read it in high school and then i read it again uh, about 10 years later and i'm reading it now and it's beginning to read like a history book 
it's it's crazy. It is crazy how when I read that it was just a good book of fiction and and could happen, you know, could happen. Now it's like, holy cow, all of this has happened so far. Uh, it's it's a it's a terrifying wake up call. And maybe give it to some of your friends who are dead asleep. Wake up. It is happening to us right now. We have our favorite meme maker this coming up is next. The Glenn Beck program. So what's the number one sign of a bad home security system, a home security system that is so complicated that you never use it? That is exactly the type of security system that Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe that simpler is safer. And it's exactly why Simply Safe is the home security for right now. When feeling safe at home has never been more important, Simply Safe is there. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24/7. You can order online with a click of a button. Nobody's coming to your house. You open a box, place the sensors up, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. No technician, no salespeople. They don't disrupt your life, and you don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a two-year contract. This is why Simply Safe was named best overall home security of 2020 by US News and World Report. Head to simplysafebeck.com and get a free HD camera just because you listen to my show. That's simplysafebeck.com. What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Well, two people have been banned uh, permanently. Uh, We have we have Gavin McInnes, who has now been banned by YouTube uh, permanently. He's going to tell his story coming up in just a second. It's remarkable uh, how that happened. And the same kind of story is happening here. Carpe Donctum. Uh, He is the president's favorite meme maker. He has now been permanently banned from Twitter. Why? He says because hmm, he was effective. We have this coming up in a second. Carpe Donctum uh, joins us in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. By the way, just so we don't get into trouble and the media says that we uh, didn't inform our audience, uh, Carpe Donctum is not his real name uh, for anybody who might be confused. All right, LifeLock, we hear about the massive data breaches. Every time it happens, you're like, holy cow. The last one, month of May alone, there were 460 million records exposed in data breaches. Now, that is frightening, but how many of these companies are not telling us about the data breaches that they have had? You should trust LifeLock to help protect your data from prying eyes. LifeLock will detect a wide range of identity threats, and not only will they alert you, but if you become a victim, a dedicated restoration specialist will help you work to fix it. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see the threats that you might miss on your own. So join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code BACK. That's promo code BACK, one 
1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK for 25% off now. Carpe Donctum. President Trump's favorite meme maker has been permanently banned from Twitter. And uh, Carpe or... Uh, Mr. Donctum, I'm not sure how to refer to him. I don't think that's his real name. I don't think that's his real name. Uh, joins us now. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So you are uh, you are somebody who uh, makes memes in favor of the president. Uh, I'm sure we've seen your memes remind people of some of the memes that have been yours that have been very, very viral. Um, well, most recently it was the, uh, the racist toddler with CNN, uh, that was such a big, uh, big problem last weekend. That was mm-hmm. one of them. Um, I did a state of the union address with, uh, everybody hurts playing in the background and all of the Democrats being really sad about the state of the union. Um, mm-hmm. I've done, I did the Joe Biden video where uh, Joe Biden came up behind himself and started rubbing his own shoulders. Uh, that was pretty, love pretty that big one. deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I so, mean, it's, so why? I think I'm about 20, 20, 20 videos. Okay. All right. So um, what was the problem with the CNN baby one that they, they said? Um, well, it was, uh, it was a doctored video, you know, the, um, the type that they don't like to have on, on Twitter. But uh, CNN was upset uh-huh. about it because of the Chiron that I'd put on the bottom. Um, and mm-hmm. it made it look like it had actually been the way they'd run the story, which it wasn't. That was not actually the point of it. The point of it was that is how CNN and the mainstream media portrays different events. They'll show half of the video and not show the other half. That was all it was pointing out. Right. Wouldn't this fall under political free speech? I mean, isn't that when you put a when you put a cross in uh, a jar of urine, they all told us, no, that's artistic uh, and it's freedom of speech. Uh, How is this one not freedom of speech? Well, it's it's uh, very selective, this freedom of speech that we have currently. if it's uh, political, but it's not in the right direction, then it no longer becomes free speech, and then it is some sort of hate speech, or it is uh, it is wrong think. Um, so it, currently, they're they're saying that I have uh, violated copyright content or uh, copyright laws too many times, um, and that is why my account's been taken down. So it's not they're not actually censoring my political speech it's a it's just a technical thing that's going on oh it's just technical okay why do you think they really took you down um well because i uh i create content that everybody loves at least on the right um and it's content (laughs) that drives the left crazy uh they've wanted me gone for more than at least more than a year um but all of these the, the copyright strikes have have become more and more frequent over the last, I'd say three or four months. And they have gotten to a point where it's, um, things like a video that I posted three years ago that just has a Nirvana song played on the xylophone. 
that kind of stuff is being um, copyright striked by uh, mm. UMG or by Sony. Um, those are things. So that when are, I see fraudulent. when I when I see other people playing an instrument and they're playing a song where I know they haven't purchased the copyright for those are somehow or another not a problem. Just yours. Uh, j- just mine. Um, yeah, the, they have uh, selectively gone after my content. And the way that you can you can tell is that uh, generally when there's a content ID problem, uh, content ID is what they, they identify content and say this is copyrighted. Um, it's an automatic process. They will send out an email that has you listed with probably 20 to 30 other people that have also used that, that same content. Um, I'm mm-hmm. getting these content uh, removal notices uh, that I'm the only one listed. No one else. Hmm. You can't, you can't tell me that I'm the only one that has used the sounds of silence by Simon and Garfunkel on Twitter in the last six months. You can't tell me that's, that's the truth, but I'm getting those types of removal notices. So I don't know if you know this, but um, eight days ago, our our Blaze TV account had been locked by Twitter. Are you aware of this? Um, I, I I talked to one of the people at the Blaze there just an hour ago or whatever, and she told okay. me that that happened. And it was yeah. specifically so about we had our right. Yeah. So eight days ago, Blaze TV account was locked by Twitter. Um, we got the notice. Your account has been locked. What happened? Your account has been locked because Twitter received a complaint. Uh, Digital Millennium Copyright Act notice for content posted on your Twitter account under the DMCA copyright owners can notify Twitter claiming that a user infringed their copyrighted works. Uh, Twitter maintains blah, blah, blah. So we got we were suspended and we had to call them up. So we called up. Well, they locked us out because of a promotional tweet from Blaze TV that featured a clip of you where you were on a show to discuss Twitter's censorship. So when you, that was over a year ago and our tweet to promote that was a year old. And until we, until we deleted the tweet with your name in it, we couldn't have access to our own account. Right. Yeah. That was with John Miller. Correct. Yes. That was my spot with him. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, well, you, I'm, I'm sorry you got wrapped up into uh, into into my bad behavior. Uh, that's, that's no, 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 no. What I what I'm uh, what I'm what I'm mentioning here is I'm rereading 1984. You are being entirely erased. A year old tweet is now in violation and we lose our account. When people are erased now by Twitter or Google, they're going to be completely erased. Every sign that they ever existed will be gone. That's pretty remarkable and terrifying, terrifying. It it really is. And, you know, um, the what I'm guilty of is just pointing out things that are pointing out things in a funny way that the left doesn't want to acknowledge and doesn't want to be seen. And that's, that's why I'm being unpersoned. So what are you going to do now? 
Well, right now I'm I'm uh, trying to to uh, to fight it the best way I know how, uh, which is I'm collecting all of the clips that they've taken down and making sort of a montage just to show people that this is the ridiculousness of of what I'm being accused of. Um, I'm glad that Twitter has come out and said the reason for my my uh, removal uh, because I can fight that. Um, you know, they, they've removed things where um, I've put, I've set protesters to, uh, you know, m- music from like the bodyguard or something like that. Something that is just clearly a, a joke and something that should be protected under uh, parody and satire. Um, everything that I've ever done um, has been covered under that umbrella. But let me tell you how... Twitter makes this impossible for me to uh, to fight is these DMCA takedown orders. What they require you to do is they require you to send all of your personal information, including your, your home address, your phone number, your name, your uh, driver's license, all that stuff. They make you send that to a third party that you don't know. It could be anybody because anyone can file those, those takedown orders. Um, I mean, you could be sending it to some random person in, in Sweden and you don't know who this person is. Why am I going to send them my home address? So that's what they do so that uh, people won't fight the takedowns and then they don't give you any sort of point system to know when you're getting close to their arbitrary line of you've had too many DMCA takedowns. So there's, there's, the, wow. there's uh, problems on all sides of this thing. Um, so and I'm going to be looking at and that's, all the old ones. Go ahead. And that's why you don't go on television or any media using your real name, because you're trying uh, to protect your yeah. family. Well, you know, originally um, I had my real name on Twitter, you know, three, four years ago. But as I started to um, gain popularity, there were just more and more threats. So I, I changed the name. And then, you know, people dug it up a year year or two later. Um, and so my name is now public, which, you know, I've come to terms with that. But, you know, I, st- I still get threats from people, uh, you know, the Antifa type people who say, hey, we're going to come after you. And, uh, I mean, it, there's a reason that uh, pseudonyms are, are commonplace among people that have public spotlight. And uh, apparently that's not a luxury that's afforded to me. Hmm. Well, it was afforded to Ben Franklin, but we know how evil he was. Um, thank you very much for coming on uh, with us. And I wish you the best of luck. You can uh, follow him at his, his website, memeworld.com or carp. Well, Instagram. You still on Instagram? I'm st- currently I'm still on Instagram. We'll, we'll see what the week holds here. Right. But, uh Hurry, hurry uh, while supplies last. And, uh, and uh, Cloud Hub as well. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Carpe Donkum, uh, Donctum uh, on with us now. Back in just a second, we have another story that I think will curl your hair uh, on what media is doing, what, what Google is now doing to people. This story, we were involved just because a year ago we retweeted uh, him. Uh, or we, we tweeted out a a promotional advertisement that said he was going to be on with us to talk about Twitter and, and how um, authoritarian they're becoming. That was a year ago. 
we lost access to our Twitter uh, site until we deleted that tweet from a year ago mentioning his name. Uh, that's a little a little terrifying, just a little terrifying. But even more terrifying, what I think just happened to Gavin McInnes. And we'll talk to him coming up in just a minute. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Rough Greens. Can can you show the uh, the pictures of uh, my dog Uno? Uno Uno does not like to eat. He you know he we used to have to hand feed him, and he wasn't like this. He wasn't as active as he is now. This is us at the pond uh, where Uno. I said, uh, go in, go in. And he just loves to swim. He could swim, I think, all day now. He is so active that once we get him in the pond, we can't get him out of the pond, especially if the kids are in with him. Um, but it's I think it's because of rough greens. I mean, I've seen the difference in him. When you have a dog that for seven years hasn't you had to be hand fed because he just wouldn't eat if you didn't stand there and help him. Uh, to now, this morning I fed him when I got up, put the food in the put the food in the bowl, walked away, and he just snarfed. In fact, he didn't come out with me to the broadcast barn, which is unusual because he was eating. Your dog will eat and will be healthy with all of the stuff that your dog needs in Rough Greens. You put it on top of their food. Try their 14-day jumpstart bag right now, $14.95, and see the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. Just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck, roughgreens.com slash Beck, or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33 at roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Welcome to the uh, program. We got a couple of specials tonight. We're going to do at 9 p.m. an expose of Black Lives Matter and the funding. It is. Yes, it does include George Soros. Uh, and we have all of the proof of that. It's not a it's not a uh, Jewish conspiracy or anything else. It's George Soros has nothing to do with the fact that he's Jewish. It has everything to do with. I think the guy is evil um, and he is funding all of the worst things. He is funding our demise, but he's not alone. And wait until you see. Well, I'm just I'm just to say this. The reason why this is happening right now is because people mocked me and did nothing when I first exposed this group. Now this group is out there and they have even expanded and you won't believe who's at the head of this group. It's it's going to blow your mind tonight at nine o'clock. I am not putting it on Facebook. I am not putting it on Google or on YouTube or any place else. Because I am not giving anyone the excuse to ban us. Um, it is only going to be on blazetv.com. You have to be a subscriber. I'm sorry for that. But we, A, have to make money. And our social media platforms where we've been putting these out for free, they are becoming far too dangerous for us. And to preserve the voice, we're going to do our best to... Uh, 
to keep them on the Blaze TV platform. I urge you to join us. Now, we've got a special promo code today. It's Fight the Mob, and you'll save $20 on a year's subscription. Fight the Mob at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Now, the good thing is, in a week from, what, tomorrow, gosh, is it that soon? July uh, July 2nd at 8 p.m., I have another special that we're going to be doing. And that one is kind of a restoring uh, event. It's restoring hope. Uh, and um, it is it's something that I feel passionately about. It is something that I think has to be said, must be said. Uh, and it is it's full of history, hope uh, and action. So if you want to get your family together, your church together, your groups together, uh, reconstitute your your 912 project group, uh, this would be the time to do it. July 2nd on the Blaze TV. Uh, also on uh, on our social channels, we will make that one uh, open that one up for free, although I don't know. I don't know how long that thing is going to last either, but uh I don't think there's anything that we can be banned for on that, but who knows anymore? Um, that is happening uh, on July 2nd. And, you know, the sad thing is, Stu has nothing to do with it. That's Absolutely nothing sad to do with thing? it. That's, that's interesting. I had described it a different way privately. <clears throat> sad for you, because, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to judge, but you are going to burn in the fires of hell. <laughs> Thank I mean, you. That lake I... of fire, you're just going to oh. be in that lake of fire forever. Do I miss you? Yeah. I can't even describe Oh, oh gosh. This doing How the show long has remotely. it been since we've seen each other? Yeah, it had I to mean, be the beginning. outside of TV. Yeah, you were here months? for one day, right? Uh, when yeah. you did a show, uh, not a couple months ago, but really since we did the radio yeah. show together in the same room, it's been, I mean, it had to be early since March. COVID. Yeah, early March. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I mean, there's some things that the pandemic has brought that you, you know, you just can't. Yeah, quite a blessing. <laughs> quite a blessing. Quite a blessing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'll be back in the uh, studio probably, uh, what, July 6th, I think, something like that. Hmm. And uh, so I'll be back, Stu, and that studio will be 65 degrees, <laughs> and you're going to love every second of it. Don't forget, join us tonight. Fight the Mob is the promo code. Fight the Mob. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Go there now. Subscribe. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. You know, life is complicated and tricky enough to navigate during normal times. But when you're feeling, you know, when you're feeling crappy and pain, oh, man, everything seems to go sideways. I've talked about Pete and Seth Talbot on this program before, the father and son duo who founded Relief Factor. And they started out years ago with a vision of just helping people who live with pain. And they succeeded beyond their wildest expectations. Most of our pain is caused by inflammation in the body. And a lot of times the things we take to fight it just don't rise to the occasion. I was in debilitating pain. Others, I've talked to so many listeners who have tried this, and it works. 70% of the people who try it, they go on to order more month after month after month. Why? Because it works. 
Get your life back and get out of pain. I want you to try the Quick Start Trial Pack for only $19.95. If it works, great. Order more. If it doesn't, well, I'm sorry, you're out 20 bucks, but the the chance is 70% that you're going to be affected by relieffactor.com. Glenn takes on big tech tonight. You don't want to miss this show. Fight the mob is the code for 20 bucks off at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Gavin McInnes, the co-founder of Vice Media, censored TV. He is he is also a Canadian comedian uh, who founded the Proud Boys and uh, and now is a lifetime suspension from YouTube. Gavin, what? Yes, sir. What this? What this? Time, what did you? What did you do this time? What did you do? What happened here? All I did was plan a riot and give a website that has three <laughs> AR-15s. And I'm the bad guy. Oh. And I'm the bad guy. Okay, but that's planning it is different than actually doing it. We know in Seattle you can actually do it, and that's fine. No, really, what oh. did you do? Um, one of the Proud Boys put up a parlor. It's called a parley. That's their tweet. And it said, uh, yeah. on July 18th, we take back Chaz. That's it. Right? So I guess you could say mm-hmm. it's a threat. Um the mayor saw that, and then, then the, the chairman of the Proud Boys applied for a, 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 a permit to protest within the walls of Chaz. And then she said, all right, that's it. And then at the same time, I was banned from YouTube. The implication being that I'm like this, this, uh, this Rasputin, this, this Zeus, who can command the lightning bolts of Proud Boys to go wherever I want them to, which is absurd. But So she, she canned it, and then I think... YouTube was like, oh, he's promoting hate and violence with that parlor, parlay. Uh, we have to stop him. But the amazing thing about all of this is that was an allusion to the potential of a protest that, in the words, take back, right? Banned instantly. Mm-hmm. Whereas the left, they will ban you if you don't promote violence. There was a guy, this is a great <laughs> New York Mag article out right now, where this elections, this DNC elections analyst pointed out to his group, Hey, guys, I've noticed that when there's violent protests, it actually draws voters away from that party. But when there's peaceful protests, it draws voters towards that party. Fired. He was fired because he was discouraging violence. So, so Gavin, here's, here's my problem on this. First of all, um, that's all that happened. You didn't, you weren't, were you on parlor as well going, yeah, got to get me some guns? Were you... Yeah. Any no, not of that, your not much. I said it's it's my birthday. I turned fifty, and I go when I turn fifty, we're going to take that Chaz from these effing savages. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! And what okay, I was so now you right s- is go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Say it. What I what you always get from the right, right is. is 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 how well you should have known, and how dare you talk like that? And if we talk a tenth of what they say we get chastised it's it's just it's no, no. lopsided this lopsided judgment like i was on abc news and she was talking about the okay symbol and she said some white supremacists use that symbol and i go yeah some white supremacists use toilet paper the okay symbol means i like triggering the left and that's true of pretty much everyone on the right including the baddies on the right so well you know that it's it's misinterpreted so why use it no 
I'm not sitting there on my hands worrying my ass off about how someone could exaggerate a gesture when the right is saying punch a Nazi and a Nazi is anyone who's not radical alt-left. All right. So I agree with you. And, and my point on this is uh, that how is it that you were banned? I, I want to say we like to inform you that due to repeated or severe violations of our community guidelines, your YouTube account has been suspended. Uh, content glorifying or inciting violence against another person or group is not allowed on YouTube. We also don't allow any content that encourages hatred of any person or people. We review educational, documentary, artistic, scientific content, case-by-case basis. Limited exceptions are made for content. So you were banned from YouTube for something that you said on Parler. Correct. This is the exact same as Derbyshire who was fired from National Review for something he wrote on Tacky Mac. But that's different than you were informed that you were taken off oh, yeah. of YouTube for their repeated, repeated violations on their site. This is new now. This is, yeah. this is the mob mentality, and it shows that they are, they are now monitoring people on all social media they're looking into other things not just their content now they're looking outside of their content to decide if people are are worthy of being on youtube it's china's social credit score it's also actually an episode of black mirror and you know i was booted out of pay off paypal for a long a long time ago because of my association with the proud boys I was buying like ashtrays and gun holders on eBay. Uh, I, I've never done anything remotely weird with PayPal. That's what that's the only thing I was using it for to buy garbage antiques. Uh, but because of other people I'm associated with, I can't have a, a bank account with PayPal. So this is this this getting canceled for associating with the wrong people or being associated with the wrong concept is going on for a while. It's definitely an overdrive this week with Chaz and everything. Everyone is worried about the feelings of BLM and Antifa right now, and it boggles the mind. I don't get it. So, Gavin, what are you going to do now? Now, Luckily, you have your own site, Censored TV. Um, And so uh, how do you promote that? You have no access to the public square anymore. We have a Parler account. We have a Gab account. We have a Telegram account. I mean... My, the motto of my show is never stop fighting. Get fired, get in trouble, be brave, and never stop fighting. So we'll keep chugging along. But uh, the mainstream is totally written off the moderate right. That's what, this is what drives me crazy. I don't care about homosexuality. I don't care about drugs. The drug war, I think, should be abolished. I'm a pretty liberal dude, but I think the borders should be closed. And I think Antifa are terrorists. And then conservatives should be respected. I mean, protected. We don't go to their things. They come to our things. And we're violent for defending ourselves. Just like they said to the Covington Catholic schoolboy. They said, uh, standing your ground. Don't you think that's a little aggressive? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I... um... I saw a uh, something on HBO. It is uh, oh, it's that that book about it's a book about revisionist history where they where uh, FDR uh, loses in 1939 and Charles Lindbergh becomes the president. And uh, have you heard about this? 
Okay. Yes, yeah, there's, an there's ep- a few versions of it, too. Yeah, there's an episode, uh, the I think episode four or something like that, where um, Walter Winchell loses his job because he tells the truth about what's happening to the Jews in America, and he decides to run for president. And, uh, I mean, if this isn't exactly what's happening right now, the the pro Lindbergh people show up, the thugs, and they infiltrate the crowd and they start a fight. The police stand there, do nothing. And the reporters go on the next day and say that Walter Winchell was inciting violence, uh, that this peaceful uh, group of people that were just watching uh, what was happening off to the side. The crowd turned and got ugly and beat them to a pulp. The exact opposite of what really happened. And it showed that, he, you know, the president, Lindbergh, in this case, had control of the media and there was no way to fight them. And, and I will watch that and I'm like, how do these people in Hollywood make these movies and not notice that they're doing this right now? But this is their M.O. They accuse everyone else of doing what they're doing. You know, you see this with pedophiles, predators. You see this with these closeted gays who who rail against homosexuality. It's a decoy. And, you know, what was Obama all about during the election? Election meddling. Trump is, is meddling with the election. Meanwhile, he's meddling with the election and spying on Trump and his affiliates. Correct. Uh, Antifa, it's... the far left, they talk about violence. All they do is violence. In fact, right now, Antifa is doing exactly what you just said, handing bricks to, to BLM, smashing windows. And the, the news, there's tons of news and, and rumors, and rumors become true in this day and age, that it's secretly Proud Boys in disguise doing it. So they get to do all of this disgusting filth and then just blame the people that are trying to stop them. And that's okay. You know what it is. Radicals have always it's been radical, a, it's, but Go ahead. It, it, it's, it's an abusive spouse that's what it is. That, I mean, that's what an abusive spouse does. Listen to this. Um, this is from the Washington Post. The early June meeting in the cabinet room was intended as a general update on President Donald Trump's reelection. But the president had other topics on his mind. Trump had taken a cognitive screening test as part of his 2018 physical. And now more than two years later, he brought it up in the 10 minute. Ex- uh, the, the, he brought up the 10 minute exam. He waxed on about how dazzled uh, the proctors were with his stellar performance. Uh, he walked into a room of roughly two dozen White House officials and re-election staffers uh, and and uh, and uh, talked about how he was able to repeat five words in order. They talk about how he is worried about his own cognitive abilities right now. And, you know, you saw what he was what he did in West Point, where he was walking feebly there. They are saying now about him what we all know is happening to Joe Biden every time remember, the press says something or the Trump, left says something and they're doing it. Remember when Trump said uh, all men are created equal and you know the thing? Or do you remember when yeah. Trump was talking and he, he sort of trailed off and went, I don't know. Or remember when Trump yeah. grabbed his wife and said it was his sister? Or remember when Trump yeah. went on a 20 minute tangent about <laughs> I mean, his leg hairs? It's crazy. It's crazy, Gavin. It is. It is well, truly an upside down world. And I think part of, like who does that kind of stuff? I remember when my son, my, my eldest boy, was three. He'd, he'd say, "Can I have the chocolate milk in the backseat?" I go, "You're going to spill it. 
you're going to spill it. And then we turn a corner, something spill all over himself, and he'd say to me, see, see. <laughs> right. Like he had warned me. And that's what these radical yeah. leftists, mainstream media, these, these bloggers, all of these underachievers are doing. They're saying, um, what you do doesn't matter. It's your fault. And I think it's because they have this latent insecurity. I, I, not to get too Freudian here, but if this is all daddy issues. What's, smash the patriarchy. What's a patriarch? He's a father. And they, when they're smashing these statues, they don't even know who they are. They just know it seems patriarchal. It seems father-like. So they want to smash it down because their own fathers are disappointed in them for doing nothing with their lives. So instead of self-reflection, instead of trying to improve themselves or accomplish something or have their own legacy that in a one in a billion chance might lead to a statue of them, they just rather tear it down and trivialize the critics. And then they don't seem so crappy about themselves. Mm-hmm. We're really just dealing with a spoiled brat temper tantrum. Gavin McInnes, uh, thank you for being on Founder Censored.tv. Make sure you uh, check him out. We don't always agree with each other, but uh, I believe that he has a right to be heard, uh, and I will stand up for his right to be heard every time. Gavin, thank you so much. Thank you, sir. You bet. Bye-bye. So I saw an article. This is this from Bloomberg. Stephen Roach, Yale University senior fellow and former Morgan Stanley uh, Asia chairman, tells Market Watch that his forecast is for a sharp deterioration of the U.S. dollar. He said it could be very near term. He said uh, it's going to happen sooner rather than later. He's been warning of an epic downturn uh, of the dollar, and it could signal signal the end of the dollar as the reserve currency. Okay, that's really bad. If that happens, we're Mexico. Um, And I'm telling you, that's happening. I told you that in 2010. It's coming. I also told you I'm really bad with timing. You had 10 years of warning. What are you doing about it? Because it is coming. Goldline, may I suggest you call them and you just find out about gold and how to purchase it and why to purchase it. Things are getting crazier and crazier by the day. You should have some precious metals in your portfolio to balance things out. Right now, they're offering you an incentive. You're getting a free presidential medal just for receiving an education, just for calling up and say, hey, send me the information. Tell them that I told you to call. You'll get the free presidential medal. There are variations of of presidents that are available. But tell them that I sent you to ask for the information. Don't make a decision. They're not going to ask you to make a decision today. If you're ready, great. Get into gold. But I'm telling you, the Yale Economist and others are now saying it. And so now you can believe it because it's not just crazy Glenn. They've done everything I said that they would do, that everyone like this Yale Economist said they would never do. And now they, too, are saying end of the dollar as reserve currency and its collapse could happen sooner rather than later. He's predicting a 35 uh, percent loss of value in the dollar. That means you have 35% less cash in your bank account. You have the buying power that is now 35 cents on every dollar that, is, that, that you've just lost. 
please call Goldline. Find out if it's right for you. Call Goldline right now. They're waiting for your call at 1-866-GOLDLINE. That's 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Stu does what tonight? Uh, Stu does nooses. You know, a, what, what's new? What's nooses? A noose. Oh, nooses. Like you uh, hang yourself. Okay. With. The no- mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Good. That, that's a that's a good topic tonight. I, I actually can't wait to see that. I felt right, like right after. Yeah, I felt be- was better than Stu does garage door handles. Well, it wasn't quite as yeah. Was yeah, as it's not as sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, right after Stu does nooses. <laughs> Uh, we have a special. It is only going to see, be seen on Blaze TV uh, tonight. Um, uh, I'm sorry, but we have to be able to have frank conversations. Uh, and we have to start having them together. And I'm not going to put things out that I know the reaction is going to be that we're anti-Semitic and whatever. And I'm just not doing it. This is these are the facts and it will curl your hair. George Soros is a part of it, but a small part of it. Wait until you see what they've created. Fight the mob is the promo code that will get you into a be a Blaze TV subscriber for 20% off today. Save 20 bucks for your year subscription. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Hashtag fight the mob. This is the Glenn Beck program. 